Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 82 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look, gets some softcore crimes. I'm your boy, Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet to tell you about a couple of instances where dudes try to show off for their ladies, and it totally blew up in their faces. As per usual, it's going to be totally off the chain, and I'm super psyched about it. Thanks for those reviews that keep rolling in. I got this five-star recently from another story seeker, and they said, I love this podcast. It is good-natured entertainment and a nice short break from other true crime podcasts I listen to. Sometimes a nice light snack is needed in between heavier meals, and this fills that niche. Keep it up. Thank you, story seeker. And yeah, when I started this show, I thought, oh, it'll be great for everyone. True crime heads will love it. It's a great palate cleanser in between the gritty, gruesome stuff they're accustomed to. And people who are interested in true crime but just can't handle it, they get anxiety and they just can't go to those dark places most of these stories take them to, or whatever the reason, well, they can enjoy mine, because I'll keep it light. Hasn't really worked out that way. A lot of people want to stick to the murder and violence. That's all they want. Others find me irritating, and I get that, but I gotta be me. And the people who are intrigued by crime but can't handle the violence, well, that's probably my fault with poor marketing, but I haven't been able to reach too many of those ears. But that's fine. I'll keep plugging away and doing what I'm doing because I enjoy it. And a small village is worth a you do too. And that's all that really matters, right? With that being said, let's get into it. And instead of a couple jokes to get things started, I thought it would be fun to hit you with a few sleazy pickup lines. It pairs well with this episode. And for the single guys out there, maybe you'll find these useful. Probably not. Actually, don't use these unless you want to get yourself slapped. Here goes. Hey, girl, are you my new boss? Because you just gave me a raise. (laughs) Okay, that was all right. Okay, this next one's pretty aggressive, so definitely don't be trying it out at the bar. Hey, lady, are you a termite? Because you're about to have a mouthful of wood. (laughs) Yikes. And the last one is actually quite romantic. It might work. I saved the best for last. Hey, babe, do you need a stud in your life? Because I have the STD, and all I need is you. All right, everybody, hop in the minivan, and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with more tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you back home in record time.
episode number 82, That Don't Impress Me Much. I don't have any cool stories that I can remember where I attempted to impress a lady, but I had a friend named Jesse who was pretty darn good at it. I don't know to what extent he actually impressed any women, but he impressed the hell out of me with the little white lies he would tell. For example, when he picked up a chick at the bar, he'd bring them back to his place and tell them they had to be real quiet because he didn't want to wake up his roommates. Little did she know that in actuality his roommates were his parents. He also had a membership to this aviation club thing where he would pay a monthly fee and in return he could fly his remote control model airplane there. In this huge field, he would flash his membership card quickly when he was courting a new lady and tell her it was his pilot's license. See what I mean? Lies? Technically not. Gross exaggerations? Absolutely. But funny nonetheless. Jesse's attempts to impress the ladies never got him in any hot water, at least not to my knowledge, but the gentleman we'll meet today can definitely not say the same. Okay, today we are headed to the city of Clearwater, which is located in Pinellas County, just west of Tampa, in the state of Florida. Yep, we're in Florida again. I swear I don't just Google Florida man crimes. In fact, I do my best to avoid them at this point, because there's just so many. But sometimes they are too juicy to pass up. When I came across this story, I didn't even realize it was in Florida, until I started writing and doing a deeper dive. Anywho, we're in Clearwater, probably been here before. This city is full of beautiful beaches, bitches, and bozos. Let's check in with NeighborhoodScout.com for more info on the criminal side. Clearwater gets a 23 on the crime index, meaning it's safer than 23% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a property crime are 1 in 53, 1 in 56 for the rest of Florida, so pretty average, at least by Florida standards. We're going to travel back not too far, a little over a year ago to Saturday, August 28th, 2021. And this is around 9.50 p.m. Saturday night, baby. Probably the night most crimes go down. I'd be willing to bet if they did a survey. We are joining Taylor William Beverly and his date, a female companion who wished to keep her name out of the media. So her wish is granted. But for a smoother storytelling experience, we'll call her Elizabeth. Elizabeth and Taylor, see what I did there, are out on a date. In fact, this is their first date. Obviously, they don't know each other that well. And this is unfortunate for Elizabeth, because if she knew a little more about this dude, she would have likely run away screaming. First dates, man. It's tough out there. And you always run the risk of ending up with a real dud or a psycho. You just have to trust your gut and hope you made the right choice. Elizabeth took a risk and decided to go out with Taylor. Besides knowing he had a big beard, nice hair, and boyish good looks, she didn't know much else about him. Allow me to fill in some of the blanks. Taylor is 22 years old. He's a roofer. Yeah, he works for a roofing company, and that's a tough job. He stands at 5 feet 10 inches tall and weighs 220 pounds. Handsome fella. But even at this young age, he already has a couple of run-ins with the law under his belt. Grand theft, possession of cocaine... He tried to pass a counterfeit check, reckless driving, driving an unregistered vehicle, probation violations. Real standard stuff. We've all been there, right? (laughs) Uh, That's why it's always a good idea to look into people you're dating if you can. 
Not blaming Elizabeth. That would have been damn near impossible before a first date. Maybe something you'd look into after a few dates, before things get too serious. How often do you know someone's last name before you first meet up? And for all we know, Taylor could have given her a fake name, like Chad or Todd. So they're on their first date, and Taylor's taking Lizzie out for a ride on his motorcycle. How romantic. This is a smooth move. Liz probably has to put her arms around Taylor's waist, hugging him from behind in this forced reach-around position. That's second base in my books. Right on. I've never been on a motorcycle before. Don't want to. Ever. It scares me, to be honest. And even sitting on the back doesn't seem fun either. Grinding up against another dude while I'm all sweaty and fearing for my life. Sounds kind of kinky, but I'll take a hard pass. Taylor's vehicle is a white 2017 Suzuki. A sporty bike that can really fly. And it will quite shortly. Taylor is a wild man. He just loves that adrenaline rush. He has to, because this next move is insane. He purposely runs a red light, then turns back and makes direct eye contact with an officer who is parked nearby, basically taunting him. The policeman gives chase, gets the sirens going and all that, and it is on. Taylor was traveling south on Myrtle Avenue and turned onto Chestnut Street and started going eastbound for those familiar with the area. Remember, he's got Lizzie on the back of his hog, who must be just terrified at this point. He's dodging cars, just driving like a madman trying to elude the police. He was hitting speeds of over 100 miles per hour. The officer, who was originally chasing Taylor, turned off his lights and headed in the direction Taylor was going, but he just couldn't keep up safely. It was too dangerous. He radioed all this info in, and so there were other units on the lookout. Thankfully, just a few minutes later, Sergeant Giordano spotted the couple stopped at a red light on Belcher Road. At this point, Taylor had had enough and surrendered. He was taken into custody without further incident. According to a police affidavit, the officer wrote, quote, The defendant stated he was trying to show off for his date. The female said she was screaming at him to stop, but he refused. This was their first date, end quote. Crazy shit. Showing off for his date, can you imagine? I mean, sure, there's a small percentage of women that might be into that, turned on by a high-speed chase, eluding police, weaving in and out of traffic at breakneck speeds. Nothing Elizabeth said or did would lead you to believe she was one of those chicks. Quite the opposite. She was literally begging this idiot to stop. Taylor, unsurprisingly, was charged with a felony here, fleeing cops at high speed with wanton disregard for the safety of others. His bail was set at $10,000. He actually posted it and was released the next morning. Let's fast forward a bit to early September of 2022. So this is just about a month ago. Taylor, now 23 years old, pleads guilty to the felony charge. I mean, how could he really fight it? And the judge sentences him to two months in the slammer. So he's in jail as we speak. His license has been suspended for a year, and he has to pay $700 in fines and court fees. Fair enough. Hopefully this wakes Taylor up a bit. That's his second reckless driving charge. He was sober for this one too. There's just no excuses for this behavior. I would have suspended that license for five years. Took his bike away. He should have to do some community service at a hospital and check out some car crash victims. Take care of them. He could have easily killed someone driving like that. Especially his passenger. So irresponsible. Poor Elizabeth. It's safe to say that she has likely moved on. She ain't waiting for Taylor to get out of jail. There was never a second date. Complete shocker. I know. 
Ridiculous stuff. All right, let's move on to our next story where a dude tries to impress a lady. Will she fall head over heels in love with him? Or will it all blow up in his face? Stay tuned to find out. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you got to do. Visit BetterHelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. I got to tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome. And they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary. Which is great if you're a person like me, who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it. It's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excuse me, that's illegal 50, and use code excuse me, that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. That's code excuse me that's illegal 50 at factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. And for this one we are headed to Jonesboro, which is a city with a population of 78,000 people. And this is located in the northeastern corner of the state of Arkansas. What's the crime like over there? Well, neighborhood scout Dakia seems to think it's pretty dangerous. They give Jonesboro a 6 on the crime index. So it's only safer than 6% of U.S. cities. Yikes. Your chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime are 1 in 121. With those kind of numbers, it's only a matter of time before something goes down. Surely you wouldn't have to, oh, I don't know, fake a crime, right? That would be preposterous. Foreshadowing. If you looked up the 10 best things to do in Jonesboro, you'd find that number two on that list would be Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. There's a three-story education exhibit there. They have indoor and outdoor shows. They say the 17,033-square-foot center is set next to the southern boundary of Craighead Forest Park and boasts several self-guided trails through over five acres of prairies, 100 acres of woodlands, pristine, and wetlands. Wow, not bad at all. And the people seem to enjoy it. This place averages 4.8 stars from 402 Google reviews. Sarah, five months ago, said, quote, One of my favorite places to be in Jonesboro. The Nature Center is full of things to do and constantly have a new event for education for kids and adults. We have been to the Nature Center more times than we can count, 
and the kids always ask to go back. There's amazing trails, there's plenty of animals for the kids to see, activities, games, and the most helpful staff. Sounds great. Brenda loves it here too. The path around the lake is very nice. There is vast opportunity for learning about animals and nature. There is a porch area that is nice to eat a meal. End quote. Sounds absolutely gorgeous. And a great place to take a date. And that is a perfect segue into our story. So let's travel back to March 16th, 2013. It's a Saturday evening, yet again. What a coincidence. I guess crimes can happen anytime, so maybe I misspoke earlier, saying they probably happen the most on Saturdays. What might be more accurate is Saturdays are most popular for date nights. Everyone wants to have a plan to do something fun on the weekend. We join Jeffrey Tyler Siegel. Uh-oh. When someone's middle name is mentioned, you just know they're up to no good. We'll call this 26-year-old man Siegel going forward. So we'll join Siegel and his date, Brianne, a pretty young lady, as they are on a romantic date at the aforementioned Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. So they're out for a nice stroll, birds chirping, sun shining, all that wonderful shit. And they're near the Lookout Pavilion. Love is in the air. Well, maybe not love. These two haven't been seeing each other that long, so like is in the air might be more appropriate. Siegel, he knows Brienne likes him, but he really wants to seal the deal. He wants her to like like him. He wants her to fall for him. And he's not willing to just let nature take its course. He's not willing to let it happen naturally. He wants to speed up the process. So he enlists the help of one of his goofy buddies. These two geniuses come up with a scheme where they are going to stage an attack out there in the wilderness. Siegel is going to, of course, foil the attacker's plans. He'll come out looking like the hero, and Brienne will fall madly in love with this hunk of a man. It's a foolproof plan, really. What could possibly go wrong? It should be noted here that Brienne would say something didn't feel right that night leading up to this event. Siegel is acting kind of nervous, agitated, distant. And he's texting away on his phone, probably telling his buddy, the coast is clear, let's do this damn thing. And that's when they put the plan into play. And this must have been terrifying for Brienne. It's starting to get dark out, they're all alone, when a suspicious man dressed in all black appears out of the woods. And he's carrying a large knife. The man eyes Brienne up and down, then turns his attention to Siegel and says seven terrifying words. You can go but your girlfriend stays. Brienne has heard all she needs to hear. Nope, not today. See ya. She takes off running and tumbles down what is described as a small cliff, but looks more like a steep little hill. She then calls 911 on her cell phone and alerts the authorities of the situation. She's a fast thinker, but these gentlemen are quite the opposite. Uh, the fellas are in shock. That really didn't go according to plan. She was supposed to just stand there. Siegel was supposed to kick the assailant in the nuts or something, and that was going to be that. Now police are going to be involved. This is crazy. Siegel, thinking quick on his feet, cuts himself a few times, just tiny superficial wounds. Then he runs back to find Brienne. When he does, he tells her he overpowered the assailant, kneed him in the stomach. Then the guy took off in the other direction. And he sticks to that story when police arrive. Officers scope out the area and find no signs of the would-be attacker. After they talk a little more with Brienne, the police too start growing suspicious of Siegel's story. It's not really adding up. 
So they call Siegel back to the police station the next day to further interview him. Detective Mike Branscombe tries to make the sweaty, nervous young man feel relaxed, put him at ease. He's all like, listen, kid, we just want to know the truth. You're not going to be in trouble if you just tell us the truth. That's when Siegel breaks down and spills the beans. He just really wanted Brianne to like him. He wanted to impress her, so he came up with a silly scheme. He adds, I didn't intend on it going this far, and didn't plan on the police being notified. It just really got out of hand really fast. Yeah, it did. Completely. And you gotta kind of feel bad for the guy. He did it all for love. His heart was in the right place. Just poor execution. Brianne disagrees. She said, quote, I could have easily broken something going off of that cliff, so I am definitely very upset. If you want to impress somebody, impress them with the good stuff you can do. I mean, you could buy people flowers, have a good job, have a good education. End quote. Ah, she makes some great points. Those are all nice things. But you gotta admit, it's way more badass to just fight off an armed attacker. Maybe Siegel just watched one too many, uh... Steven Siegel movies. The police actually stayed true to their word here, and I like that. Our boy learned his lesson and was no doubt humiliated. With his story hitting the papers and all that, he likely caught some flack from his buddies too. There was no need to give this hopeless romantic a criminal record. He was just guilty of being in love. The Daily Mail comment section. Those yahoos must have something to say about this story. 36 comments over there. Greensilver says, Wow. Able to fight off a knife-wielding ninja single-handed. He'll be a catch for some poor lass on his next internet date. RB Guard whines, At the very minimum, these two knuckleheads, Siegel and his ninja friend, need to be fined at the cost of the police efforts associated with responding to the call. Eh, maybe, but whatever. Scotty USA adds, Dumb trick. This is America. What if she was carrying a gun and used it? It must be sad to find out your knight in shining armor is really just the court jester. Okay, relax, bud. And finally, Z from San Francisco says, That is the act of a very weird person. Run, lady, run. And that she did, literally, during the crime, but she also later told Siegel to lose her number. She no longer wanted to speak to him. Aw, man, Siegel lost the girl. That's rough. If this was a movie, a rom-com, he would have fought hard to win back Brienne's love. But this is real life, and it was probably a good idea to just back off and cut his losses. Because really, he was lucky to avoid getting charged with something. It's a shame those kids couldn't make it work, though, because it would have been a fantastic story to tell their grandkids one day. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 82, That Don't Impress Me Much. Ah, it was a nice try, guys. We gotta respect their enthusiasm, but these dudes got a little carried away. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby. So let's get criminal, criminal. I wanna get criminal. That. This confession comes in from a gal who wishes to remain anonymous, and you'll soon hear why. Hey Luna, you triggered a traumatic memory of mine from years ago. Thank you for that. 
so I've decided to share it with you and all the other illegalites. Anonymously, of course. A girl's gotta protect her image, you know? The passing gas episode triggered this memory, and even though what I did was not illegal, there was a victim. My boyfriend. See, what had happened was, I dined at Taco Bell one evening. Oh boy. (laughs) After that, my boyfriend and I went to the movies. When the movie was over, we went back to his place, and things took an intimate turn. Ooh, I like this. Hot and heavy. She goes on to say, How do I put this delicately? Um, we were doing some foreplay stuff, and found ourselves in a numbered position. Ah, I see what she's saying. They were doing the old 69er. Or dinner for two, as I like to call it. (laughs) Okay, where are we here? (laughs) In the middle of the act, I repositioned myself to get more comfortable. And that's when it slipped out. Yeah, you guessed it. I basically farted right in the poor guy's face. Right in his mouth. I was absolutely mortified and ran out of the room crying. Partly tears of laughter. And of course, embarrassment. This story does have a happy ending. I eventually married the guy. We just celebrated our 10th wedding anniversary. I thought if he survived that experience... He's definitely a keeper. Thoughts, Leroy? Would you stay with a woman if this happened, or would it be a deal-breaker? Love the show? Anonymous. Well, uh, thanks for that, Anonymous, and congratulations, you crazy kids. Now, I don't usually like romance stories, but that was lovely. And good question. Yeah, no doubt that would have spoiled the mood in the moment. (laughs) Um, at least for a couple minutes until the room aired out. But hey, I love me some refried beans. So, I'm with your husband. I wouldn't kick someone out of bed for that. And I believe after that experience, you basically owned him, marked your territory. All the other ladies would smell you on him and know to stay away. I love that. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com is the email. Hit me up with your petty crime confessions or dirty 69 experiences, apparently. I just love a good story. Hit me up with any type of confession, something you want to get off your chest, and like anonymous gassy taco lady, you too could have your story played on the air. Uh, It's been a while since I've done Patreon shoutouts, so can I have your attention please as we induct the next members into the elite group known as the Neighborhood Watch. Lil Kumquat, Catherine K, Laura P, Brandy T, Bobby Girl, Derek E, Rick C, Aaliyah Moon, Stacy W, Heather Queen, and JB Ford. You are now sworn in members of the Neighborhood Watch. Let's sound those air horns to make it official. Thank you so much, my friends, for joining the squad. It really means a lot to me. Enjoy binging that bonus content and ad-free releases. I have three monthly shows over there. They are all very different and entertaining in their own ways. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal to join up for the price of a Big Mac a month. There's a link in the show notes. That's all I got for you for now. So I'll meet you back here in 10 days and serve you up another hearty helping of softcore scumbaggery. Peace!
everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 